What is up? What is up? Hold on, I got one more thing for you. Just relax and enjoy this video. Alright, and there you go guys. That was it. That was the video. That was great. <laughs> that's, a, that's the name of the episode, by the way. It's the Cutie Pie episode, and we'll get into that. We'll get into who Cutie Pie is and uh, why that matters. Um, welcome to the show, guys. It's been a while. It's been a long while, actually. Um, I haven't done a video podcast since, uh, since when? Since, um, hell, was it two months ago? What's, what's, what is it now? Today is July 12th. I believe it was uh, back in May, you know, I had to put uh, Miss Leia down. We had to put her to sleep with cancer. Did the last episode, I think that was episode 205, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken. And um, yeah, I just haven't felt like doing a show. You know, that was a, a tough show for me to do in general. And um, it just didn't feel right doing a show after that without, um, you know, Miss Leia being here so i've been kind of on a hiatus and i've been wondering if i was even going to do the show anymore and um she was a big part of the show from day one you know when i was back at the craft conversation studios 
at the Zen Garden and Pub. And it was, uh, it was tough. It was tough losing her, you know. She was a great dog. Man, I'm going to get choked up already. I didn't want to. I, did, I wasn't even going to talk about Leia, except to say that this is the first episode since uh, the last one where I talked about her and how much I loved her and how she came to be and how she came with her demise and all those things. But but um, we've got a new member of the family, of, uh, of the Brian Dales family. So we're going to talk about that. But first, before we get into all that, uh, the, vid, uh, the, the music up front there was Mr. George Clinton. Uh, album called uh, Computer Games, and that was the song called Man's Best Friend. I figured that was kind of apropos uh, because of Leia. She was my best friend and man's best friend. You know, dog is a man's best friend, they say. And uh, now we have Miss Cutie Pie, which, again, we'll get into that. I'm not going to do a long show today. I always say that, but I'm not. Um, matter of fact, everything seems to be running swimmingly today. I kind of pre-planned a little bit, and I got everything set up ahead of time, which I, you know, I normally do for the most part, but um, I'm actually using an older phone today to do the recording. This is my 6S Plus. Um, a story behind that is I, I used to use my 10X Plus or my X Plus, wh whatever the hell the 10 version of the phone was called, the, the Max version, uh, the Pro Plus, I guess is what it is. Um, and sometimes I'll have double cameras and I'll be using my 12 right here, but I've got my 12 here just because I've got my notes on it. But everything came together great today. I've made sure all the things were updated before I came out here to the trailer. I'm in the trailer, by the way. Uh, we'll get into some of, the, some of the trailer mishaps. I'm, I'm kind of skittish right now. I feel like things are crawling on me and, and we'll get into to why that is. But um, I got my, my podcast light. I still got a shadow back here. I, I got to figure out how to get rid of the shadow. I need to, I don't know, I've, I've got to figure out lighting better. But I've got all my lights up here, but I almost need like a light from, from this side over here to counteract this light on this side. I had two lights down in, in my, underneath my jackknife couch I was going to pull out, but I said, you know what, I'm already, I'm already all set up. I'm not pulling out anything else. We'll just have a little shadow back here like we always do, but it is a little balmy out here. I've got a little, my little uh, fan over here going to give me a little reprise, reprieve, reprise, what's the word? A little relief <laughs> from the heat because it is currently, feels like 90 degrees. It's 83 outside, feels like 90 here in Somerville. It's 76% humidity. Uh, the time is 8.48 in the p.m. on July 12th in the year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> So uh, what's been going on, guys? I miss you. I miss you guys so much. Uh, we're going to do just a quick episode just to get something out there and, and kind of get back into the swing of doing some things. And uh, I'm excited about it. I've been, I've been wanting to do this for the, for the entire week, and I finally decided I'm going to do it. Oh, by the way, I'm not drinking. We'll get into that as well. Um, oh, I'm going to pull it, pull it my other camera so we'll get it in focus here. I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm since I'm not drinking alcohol, I've kind of I've kind of got another addiction that I got uh, that I need to get a handle on. Although my weight is uh, staying uh, maintained, but this is the new Coca-Cola Ultimate, and it's uh, based on a uh, off of a uh, computer game. I think I don't know the whole story on it, but it looked interesting. It looked like it was a a new version of Coke, and I said, you know what? 
but I've been having a, a sugar addiction here. I've been getting ice cream all the time. I've been getting desserts when I'm going out. I got these uh, mini Cokes. I've also got some uh, Pepsi in, in my fridge over here with uh, made with real sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup. I'm looking at the wrong camera over here, guys. So that's what I'm drinking today. I'm drinking this Coca-Cola Ultimate. It's got a real unique flavor. It's not like a cherry Coke, but it does have like a berry style flavor to it. I'm not sure what the profile is. I could look it up. I'm not going to. But that's what I'm drinking tonight, guys. I don't know who came first. Who came first? Um, and uh, get your mind out of the gutters, guys. We're talking about Pepsi or Coke here. Who came first? Pepsi or Coke? Um, Coke might be the original craft soda. So we are still having a craft conversation. But it's just about, um, you know, sodas. Pop. What do you call it? You call it pop? You call it soda? Do you call it Coke? Uh, just as a standard in general for all uh, carbonated beverages? Do you call it Coke, soda, pop? What do you call it? I call them sodas, and then I'll differentiate, you know, Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, RC Cola, um, Cheerwine, whatever. Sprite, 7-Up. I don't drink any of the Sprite 7-Up stuff. I hate that. Oh, man, I can't stand it. Um, I used to be kind of a, a Mountain Dew, Mellow Yellow guy for a little bit. Uh, Mountain Dew Code Red was my jam for a while when I was back in the Air Force. Um, by the way, quick little uh, quick little shout out to uh, the Buffalo Roamer right here. Buffalo Roamer Outdoors. He runs the Buffalo Roamer podcast. That guy, Mr. Will Collins, uh, did a, a few miles with us on the Mississippi River. I can't remember what town we met in. It might have been Winona, actually. And he, he had a Winona canoe, I believe. But we met that cat, um, had been doing some, uh, Eric specifically had been doing some interactions with him back and forth on, on text message or Facebook messenger or something. I don't know, somehow they hooked up and uh, decided he was going to meet us for a, a day paddle. And he paddled with us for a little while. I don't remember how many miles we did that day, probably 15, 20. It was a short day, I think. And we got to the next campsite. Um, Will had actually reserved the campsite for us, an actual site, and it was a bit of a haul up this uh, little bit of a slanted road. I don't know, a quarter mile up the road. We didn't feel like hauling all, all our gear up there, so we just pulled off right off the bank of the river and uh, slept right there on kind of a rocky ground. We had to to pound our stakes in with rocks, and you know we didn't have any hammers or anything, but we camped right there, right off the water, instead of actually going up to the campsite. I actually did an episode called, I think it was called the Wasp episode. Don't remember what episode that was back in the um, back in the one late one hundreds, I guess is what it was. But that site actually went up to to charge some of my equipment and got to the site and I pulled up pulled open the on the podium there uh, to get power and plug in huge wasp nest inside the power and then I went backed up went and sat at a picnic table looked up underneath it, a huge wasp nest underneath the picnic table. So it wasn't a very well-maintained um, area. So I'm kind of glad we didn't hike all our stuff up there and, and actually camp at the site because it was just infested with critters up there. Wasn't a good time. So we, we, we went down to the riverbank and I think Will did a little bit of fishing. Uh, he brought some beers. So we had some, uh, some cold beer out there, some good conversations, some stories, things like that. But, but he runs a great podcast called Buffalo Roamer Podcast. And it's a real outdoorsy 
podcast about canoeing and about hiking and about all these different adventures and things like that. So very good. He, he runs about an hour on each episode, keeps it pretty clean. And um, he's doing a good job, man. He's having a good time out there. Got these new hats and uh, was gracious enough to send me one. I sent him one of my Craft Conversations hats and some stickers. He sent me some stickers as well. Really nice note that he put in there. Fantastic dude. He's doing really well. So check out his podcast, Buffalo Roamer Podcast, all the podcast platforms you can find it. And what else? Let's do some uh, house cleaning here. Let's put up some logos. So these are my logos here. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Cutie Pie, but before we get into that, I've got a few notes. I'm Brian Dales, by the way. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. Let's go to my notes. Um, up front there, we had a video montage. That was cool. I hope you enjoyed it. We talked about George Clinton, man's best friend. We did a podcast uh, prior to the Leia podcast, which was the uh, Don't Drive Drunk episode. And I, I talked extensively about um, why I'm still sitting here in South Carolina, why I'm still parked here, why I haven't been traveling and been on the road. Uh, you haven't seen me in any other states besides South Carolina. And uh, I explained the reason why. And the reason why is I, I got a couple of DUIs and um, I've been uh, strangleholded here to the state of South Carolina for the past two freaking years. I've had a restricted license where I could only drive within the state of South Carolina. I've been waiting on my lawyers to uh, finalize everything. I think in that, in that episode, I, I talked about the fact that we were hoping that I was going to get this thing reduced, get the two DUIs wiped off my record and have just one, what they call a DUAC, which is a driving under a DUAC, driving under alcohol, alcoholic influence or something. I don't know. It's a, it's a lesser charge than a DUI, especially than two DUIs combined. So um, we finally got that um, coordinated with the courts and the officers. <clears throat> so I got a DUAC. And with that, now we finally got to the punishment. Although I feel like I've been way punished for two years already. I feel like I should be done with this whole thing, but you know, I did it. So I got to suffer the consequences, right? You, you do the time, you, uh, you, you do the crime, you pay the, the, what the hell is that fucking saying? You do the crime, you pay the, t uh, you do the crime, you do the time. I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's what it, I think that's what the thing is. So with that, I had to get a, a ignition interlock system in my car. So that's installed. So each time to enable to start the car, I've got to blow into this breathalyzer and show that I have not been drinking. And then randomly while I'm driving, it does a, you know, a rolling test. So you know, within two to five minutes after me getting in the car and starting it and driving, it does another retest. So I got to blow another retest and then it's kind of random after that. Sometimes it's been 30, 45 minutes before it tells me to do another test. Sometimes it's been 20 minutes. So it's just kind of sporadic. I guess they want to keep you guessing. So you don't think you, you have a chance to, you know, throw a beer down real quick and have time for it to dissipate before you got to blow again or whatever. I don't know. It's a pain in the ass is all I know. But again, I did it to myself. Uh, so I got that in. That's in for six months. As long as I stay clean and I don't blow anything, I don't mess with the equipment. I don't, uh, have somebody else blow into it, to it so I can drive, you know, all these different things. There's a camera in there that actually looks at you. So it knows if it's, if it's you blowing into this apparatus. 
So as long as I keep my nose clean and I do it correctly, um, it'll be six months. But if you, it's got a point system. So if you accumulate a certain amount of points, it might add two months to your, to your time. You could add up to a year, two years. You could get to, to a point where uh, you have to have it permanently for your, the rest of your life in your car. So with that, I was able to go and get my regular license back. So now I can drive anywhere I want to, but the only stipulation is I'm only allowed to drive a car that has an interlock device in it. So, and that's fine. I've only driven one car anyway for the past, uh, I don't know, fucking 10, 15, 20 years or whatever. So um, I've got that installed in my truck and that's the only car I'll be driving, no rental cars or anything. Um, also with, with that, I have to uh, do an alcohol drug program um, here in, in the state of South Carolina. It's called ADSAP. I've already had my orientation for that back on June 20th, and I actually start the program July 20th. So next week, I'll actually uh, start the program, and hopefully that's just going to be four weeks. I'll be done with that. So with that said, uh, the reason we're drinking uh, Coca-Cola tonight is because part of that ADSAP program, once you do the orientation from that day on until you complete the program, there's no alcohol no marijuana, no Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10, any of that, uh, even, even though that stuff is legal here in the state of South Carolina and drinking is legal here in the state of South Carolina while you're in this program, excuse me, they're trying to curb, you know, uh, cravings and, and certain behaviors and stuff. So they make you abstain from those things. So they'll, they, they can do random drug tests. And they don't just do a breathalyzer, they actually do a urine test where they can, you know, if, if I drank a beer, I could have alcohol that stays within my liver um, for up to five to seven days or whatever like that. So, so they, they, really, they really get you this whole program. So I can't drink or smoke. So I started that on June 20th. So I'm almost into to a month of no drinking and smoking. Um, and of course, it won't be till the end of August before I before I can have a beer again. So I'm not sure if I'll go back to the Delta 8. You know, that's what I was using at night just to kind of help me sleep a little bit. And um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'll go back or not. Um, I still have some stuff here in the trailer. Um, I may just uh, finish that up. I may throw it out. Who knows? But I will definitely you know, be drinking craft beer again. But it's going to be to a much uh, it's going to be a much different avenue than what I was doing before. And obviously I've got this interlock in my car, so I don't want to take any chances of even going out and having one, you know, 4% beer uh, over an hour and, and taking a chance of blowing just a, a little increment of, of blood alcohol content on this breathalyzer. I'm not going to do it. If I'm going to go out and about, I'll, I'll Uber or have a friend pick me up or whatever. But so that's where I'm at right now, guys, with that, um, Let's see, I got my regular license back. Took me 4.5 hours. I went to the Monk's Corner DMV. Um, I had to pay a $200 reinstatement fee. And then they also made me retake the road test. I hadn't taken the road test since I got my initial permit, driver's permit, when I was 15 years old, back in 1987. It was the last time I took a, a paper test and a road test. So with this whole thing, part of the whole thing is, well, you know what, you fucked up. You didn't obey the rules of the road by, by um, you know, drinking and driving. So we're going we're gonna to retest you and make sure you know the rules of the road. So that was, I didn't realize I had to do that. So I didn't have time to study. I didn't have time to 
even think about it. I didn't have time to make sure that my vehicle was in proper working order, which I keep it in proper working order anyway. But, you know, the first thing they do is they have you start the car, you turn on your wipers, the lights, the high beams, left signal, right signal, brake lights, horn, all that bullshit. So they check everything, make sure everything's working, tire pressure, make sure the tires are in good condition. Um, and then we went out about for a road test, you know, and um, we got back and she says, how do you think you did? And I said, I, I think I did fantastic. I mean, I, I wasn't lying about that either. I'm like, I'm a perfect driver. I'm a great driver. Um, sometimes I just, I, I just drank <laughs> when I was driving. But, um, so I thought I did great. She said, well, I, I had to mark you down for a couple of things. And I said, what, what, what did you mark me down on? And she said, well, um, when you did the, the three point turn, you know, I said that you have to, you had to stay on the road. You cannot leave the road surface during your three point turn. And you left the road surface a little bit. I said, man, there's no way in my vehicle with my turning radius and the size of my truck, there's no absolutely zero way I could have done a three point turn without leaving the road. And I only left the road, um, into the grass, you know, by about, I don't know, maybe a foot, maybe not even a foot, maybe 10 inches, uh, seven inches. I don't know. But there was zero way, you know, when I, when I made the first turn, I felt my tires right at the edge, you know, going off the lip of the, the, the pavement, boom, put it in reverse, turned my wheel all the way back as far as it would go till it stopped, backed up, did my second turn. I felt my back tires, you know, hit the lip of the road and I stopped, turned my wheel all the way back as far as it went till it stopped and did my third point and left the road just a tiny bit, six to 10 inches or whatever. She marked me down for that. So you got to be kidding me. There's, I would like to see you take this truck and do that three-point turn without leaving the road. Mark me down for that. The second thing was we're driving down the we're driving down the road, and <clears throat> all of a sudden she says, "What was the sign we just passed?" And I said, "I don't freaking know. I don't. I don't have a photographic memory. I'm not sitting here sitting here uh, counting signs and figuring out <laughs> the signs that are going by." Um, you're telling me what direction to go. You're telling me when to turn right, when to turn left, when to when to pull off to a shoulder and do something else. I don't need to be paying attention to signs. I, I, you're telling me where to go. I don't need to, to look at, uh, you know, the only thing I'm looking at is maybe the speed limit. Make sure I'm doing the speed limit, but I don't have to look at any directional signs because you're telling me where to go. So she dinged me for not knowing what the sign was that we just passed. And then on the way back, she asked me the question again, uh, what was the sign we just passed? And I said, well... It was X, Y, Z. And she said, well, I'll give you that one because that was a sign we passed, but that's not the sign I was talking about. So I'm like, okay, so now you're talking, now I got to remember three different signs that we passed. Give me a break. Um, and again, if I would have known I had to do this driving test, I would have maybe studied and known that they were going to ask me those types of questions. But And then we got to the very end, we got back to the DMV and there's a, of course a spot there where you parallel park. And I said, she said, do you have... You know, she gave me the instructions of what she wanted me to do. And she said, do you have any questions? And I said, well, yeah, I do have one question. Why in the hell do we, I'm looking at the wrong camera again. Why in the hell do we still have to do parallel parking? I've had my license, again, since 1987. I've maybe been in the uh, 30-something states that I've visited in my lifetime. I've maybe parallel parked in one state, and that was Alaska. And the last time I did that was 2010, you know, 13 years ago. So I think it's uh, ludicrous that, that you're making people have to parallel park when most people, you know, there's plenty of parallel parking everywhere I've been, but there's other options. You don't have to parallel park. 
um, you can go to a parking garage or you can find a different area to park and, and skip the parallel parking altogether. So it's, it's not a necessity to have to know how to parallel park. It's a necessity to have to know how to do the speed limit, to have to know how to stop at a stoplight and put your blinker on and turn your lights on if it's raining and all those types of things. Parallel parking should be eliminated from the test. I'm sorry, that, that should not be a thing anymore. Um, what else here, guys? What was I going to talk about? So I had to do all that. Got my license back. Here's a, a list of stuff. Uh, what are we at here? We're 24 minutes in. Okay. Um, here's what I've written down. And uh, that's where you can find me, by the way, guys. That's my main, uh, my, my main jam right there, Craft Conversations on Instagram. That's where you can find me and kind of see most of the stuff that I post during the day. It's not always podcast related. Uh, a lot of it right now is dog related <laughs> into my stories, but uh, I do post some political stuff. I post some inspirational stuff. I post some pictures of my dog, pictures of me, pictures of the RV, whatever. It's all craft conversations, right? Here's what I've written down so far, what the cost of this DUI ha has been to me. Uh, so two different DUIs, I had to stay overnight in jail twice. Um, the first time I got released on my own recognizance, so I didn't have a bail. The second time, uh, they gave me a bail. It was like 1800 bucks was my bail to get out of jail. Um, if you don't know, you only pay 10% of that. So I, I don't know why that is. I'd have to look it up again, but so I had to pay 180 bucks. Um, you can't just pay 180 bucks, you know, give me your debit card and say, here, here's 180 bucks. You have to go through a bail bondsman. So I had to call my father, I had to get him to go through a bail bondsman pay him the 80, 180 bucks and then you know they have to let the jail know that you paid it um so there's some inconvenience there and 180 bucks down the drain right uh towing fees about 200 bucks per per time because you know when they put you in jail they don't just take your vehicle to the jail with you and, and you pick it up in the morning when you get out of jail they tow it to a tow yard um so you got to go pick that up get that out so $400 uh, for towing fees. Um, I had a restricted license in South Carolina, like I said, for the past two years. So that was an inconvenience of my time. Uh, a lawyer uh, for both DUIs, I had to pay $4,700 per DUI for the lawyer. So there's $9,400 I paid to a lawyer. Uh, license fees, like I said, I had to pay $200 to get my license, my regular license back uh, last week. Um, the first time I had to get my temporary alcohol license, which let me drive just within the state of South Carolina. So that was a hundred bucks to get that license. Um, I had to pay 200 bucks to have a hearing, uh, an administrative hearing that said I could go get that temporary alcohol license. So that was 200. Then I had to pay a hundred to get the license. I had to renew my license after the one year expired because the case hadn't been um, adjudicated yet. They didn't make me pay another hundred bucks. They just reissued the license for me. So I, I, got, I got away with that one. And then this recent time I had to pay another 200. So that was 500 bucks in license fees. The interlock device itself cost me 50 bucks to have it installed. Plus you're also renting that device or leasing that device. So that's times six months, which is, again, inconvenience, as well as uh, time. The interlock monthly fees are 130 bucks, so $130 a month times six months. The ADSAT program, 
is going to cost me six hundred and fifty bucks. The the alcohol and drug program that I have to take six hundred and fifty dollars. Um, I had to retake the road test, so that was again my time. Had to sit at the DMV three different times. There's more time and suffering. So what did I come up with? I came up with the total monetary so far, thus far, because I think I have to pay every two months, I have to have a calibration done on this intellect device. And I think I have to pay to have that calibration done. I'm not sure what the price is on that yet. So I'll find that out in August. That'll be my first calibration. So I'll have to do that three times over the course of six months. I'm thinking it might be the same as the install, maybe 30 to 50 bucks. I don't know. It's maybe another 150. But anyway, as of right now, my total monetary commitment for these two DUIs that I've gotten downgraded to a DUAC, 11,960 bucks plus time and suffering. So what's the moral to the story, guys? It does not pay to drink and drive. Um, you're better off just... Uh, not having those drinks at all or making sure that you only have the one, two possibly at the most over you know a couple hours worth of time maybe. I wouldn't even chance that. Maybe just one. Low ABV beers, by the way, not you know, 10, 11, 12% alcohol beer. That's gonna count as two or three beers. <clears throat> but the moral to the story is just just don't drink and drive. Go driving and then get home and drink, you know. Or, or Uber or whatever, drive with a friend, take a train, take a bus, walk, ride a bike. Ugh, man, what a pain in my booty, right? So that's the update on the, uh, on the DUI. Uh, let's see if I got anything else here. No, I think that's it. So let's go into let's go into a few RV things and then we'll we'll go into cutie pie, okay? RV stuff. Um, right now I'm sitting in the RV. It's a little warm out here, but normally I would have the AC on. I do have an AC in here. I have a fan. Right now I just have this comfort zone fan blowing right on me because it's too noisy. This thing is a hell of a lot of noise and it's too noisy for a podcast, so I'm not turning that on. The the AC is what I'm talking about. I've got all the windows open. I could have turned on, I should have, my, my fan, my exhaust fan here in the bathroom. That would help to, to draw some air through the windows and pull it through the trailer. But I thought that maybe would add some noise to the feet as well. And I tried to, you know, have uh, no noise on this thing except my voice. My sweet, sweet podcast voice. And uh, what else? So. The main thing I've been doing, well, the interior was just kind of a mess. It was dusty and whatever. So I came in and just did a thorough cleaning, got everything spick and span. I, I wiped everything down with some uh, some disinfectants and uh, got you know, some air freshener in here and just kind of, I, I let off an air freshener bomb, actually, a deodorizing bomb, a fresh scent bomb, uh, kind of like the old bug bombs. And we'll talk about a bug bomb here, too. I let that off and, and just kind of killed some, you know, deodorized the trailer a little bit. Uh, washed all the bedding. I, I washed a, a bunch of the sheets. Um, took some covers off of my my husband over here and a couple of the other pillows. And I've laundered everything. What else have I done? The uh, the couch over here is just torn up. And man, I wish I would have. I wish I would have added a photo. Let's see if I can see if I got this photo in here. A photo of the couch. I think I do. Yeah, right here. So we'll load this up real quick. 
I'll show you the couch. Leia, this was Leia's, Leia's couch whenever she was in the trailer. And I laid on it quite often as well. We slept on it together. She was always, if I wasn't in the trailer, she was laying on the couch. And, you know, nails just tore this thing up, the, all the, the, the canvas fabric and stuff on it. And just really, uh, you know, really fucked up this couch. This is the picture of the couch. So you can see the, the bottom of it down there. It just really tore up and it's all flaking off. All that canvas is just flaking. It makes a mess whenever I go and sit on it. It just, it makes a total mess on, on my clothing. It sticks to the back of my legs. It, it falls off onto the floor. I got to sweep it all out. So I bought some canvas repair stuff. I'm going to hopefully try and do that in the morning if, if I don't get up and do some more roof stuff. But I'm trying to repair that couch. And then I've got a, an actual couch, waterproof couch cover for it. That uh, once I repair the vinyl, I'm going to actually put a cover on it. And that'll be, uh, uh, hopefully hold up a little bit better. It between the two of those things cost me maybe $75 versus about $800 to $1,000 to get a new jackknife couch love seat uh, for the trailer here. So I figured that was a better option, temporary option for right now until, uh, you know, maybe I, I go to sell the trailer. Maybe I'll put a couch, a new couch in there. But so I did all that on the interior and then I've been on the roof. Um, I had a, a, a small hole up there, so I patched the hole. Um, Maybe had a, a little bit of moisture get in, uh, underneath the, uh, the the rubber roofing up there. I got some of this stuff called Internabond, and I'm, I'm resealing the entire roof. I'm, I'm going to kind of make the roof maintenance-free. You're supposed to get up there every six months to a year and, uh, and really check out the roof and the seams and make sure you don't have any rips and tears and make sure the seams aren't pulling away from the edges and you don't have any moisture, you know, getting in underneath that barrier. So I'm lining i've lined both the the sides and uh the front caps and the back caps with this internabond tape and then also around all the appliances up there so i've got a, an exhaust for the um for the stove that goes up there and it's got uh, some sealing around it i'm putting tape on the top of that sealant to, to put extra seal around it i've got a skylight in the uh in the shower I've got a, a, a fan in the bathroom here as well, an exhaust fan that, you know, there's a hole in the top of the trailer and, and the fan dumps down into it and you seal up around it. Make sure you don't get any moisture in there, bugs, whatever. And then I've got another vent over the bed. It's not a fan. I'm getting ready to install a fan, but it's just a vent right now. So it's got sealant around there. I've also got a, an antenna that I just replaced today because the other one flew off somewhere down the road last year when I was at Edisto uh, State Park. And then what else, <clears throat> what else is over there? There's a, another toilet uh, vent, you know, that vents off uh, the smells from the, from the toilet and the black tank. And it seems like there's something else. Oh, there's a radio antenna that, you know, mounts down through the ceiling into around to the stereo in here. And it's got ceiling around there. So I put tape around there. And then the last thing, there's a ladder that goes up the back of the trailer to get onto the roof. And the ladder goes up and the poles, you know, mount into the top of the roof. And it's got sealing around there, sealant around there. So I've uh, put this Internabon sealant tape around there. It's weatherproof. It's super sticky. It's like a Gorilla Tape or a Flex Seal, but even better. It's supposed to last uh, 10 years. It's got like a 10-year warranty on it. Um, if you do it correctly and install it correctly and and, and prep the area properly and, and get a good seal on it. So I'm resealing everything on the roof with, with that Internabond tape. 
Uh, I can't get it complete <clears throat> quite yet because, like I said, the front vent and the and the um, and the fan vent in the bathroom. I'm getting ready to pull those out and put new ones in. So I'll have a fan in both areas, and the fan in the bathroom is going to be upgraded to a, a one with a remote. The one I got in there now is manual. I have to to manually um, throw the vent up. And then I have to manually press buttons to start the fan. It's only got three speeds. This new one has, I think, 10 speeds. It's reversible, so I can draw air down or I can pull air out. Um, it also has a rain sensor on the vent. I can put the vent up and down with the remote or manually. It's also got a rain sensor. So if I've got the vent up and it starts to rain, the rain will, the raindrops will drop on this sensor and the, the vent will close saying, oh, it's going to rain. We need to close the vent so we don't get water inside the bathroom. So all that stuff is upcoming. Um, once I get all that installed and I get the Internavon tape and I'll, I'll pull up, uh, I'll pull up, um, so you can see exactly what I'm talking about here. I'll pull up, um, I'll pull up a photo of the, the new antenna I put up there. So yeah, the antenna flew off somewhere. I, I just happened to, to, look at the roof one day i got on the roof one day i said where, where the fuck is a goddamn tv antenna so the tv antenna just flew off and i figured out there's actually a locking position that i didn't realize that it needed to be in i had driven it for two and a half years without a problem but there's a locking position that it's supposed to go in when you're traveling so i don't i think i, I didn't do that or else i was underneath the tree and the tree just ripped it off i don't know but it's gone so i installed a new one let's uh pull this up Nope, that's the toilet. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Standby guy. I should have had these loaded already, but oh, here we go. So this is it. So I just installed this new antenna. This guy right here. Uh, the other one was black. This one's white. I'm trying to get everything white on the roof. There's the, the, the vent that's over my bed right there in that picture as well. And then there's a piece of tape where I had a hole in the, in the, in the rubber. Um, rooftop there so I, I put that in on tape over that hole to seal that but i'm trying to get everything white on the um on the top of the trailer because that reflects the heat and you know if things are black up there it's 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 um it's uh it's collecting heat it's drawing in the heat and it's making the trailer even hotter so i'm getting everything white to reflect the heat off of it because eventually i'm going to get back out to arizona and nevada and some places like that then you know where it's 110 115 in the shade and um, I want to reflect all the heat up there. So the last step, <clears throat> once I get everything, uh, all the new stuff installed on the roof, get it all internabond taped and sealed, there's a, a silicone sealant called Henry's Tropiseal, or Tropicool, that's a, re a real reflective uh, silicone sealant that you uh, roll on. It's a real thick, like a rubberized silicone sealant that you roll onto the entire roof, and it provides a real good reflective surface and it's got a a five or a ten year warranty on that with one coat so i'm going to put at least one coat on there maybe two coats this rooftop is going to be impenetrable um, you're not going to be able to get through it with any moisture water bugs critters anything it's going to be top notch i'll still go up and inspect it from time to time and make sure everything's in good working order because uh, sometimes you, you know can back into a spot you can still hit a a tree limb or something and poke a hole in things and i uh, have to get back up there and put some tape and reseal and things like that but so 
all that is happening right now and I'm trying to, to get all this stuff done, kind of refresh the trailer and get it all brand new and spick and span, kind of like when I first bought it. And uh, I'm gonna start getting out on some new adventures with the new doggy. And that's uh, probably what we'll talk about next. Oh, before we get into that, I moved the trailer <clears throat> a little bit so I could get to this um, driver's side of the trailer because I, I, I'm also washing, uh, compounding, polishing, and resealing all the gel coating around the entire trailer, you know, the paint and the gel coat. It's kind of like a boat. boat. Boats and RVs kind of use the same paint and, and gel coating instead of a clear coat like you have on a car. So I've given it a good wash, uh, a decontamination with um, with some uh, some super clean, and um, got it moved up so I could get to the other side because it was kind of up against some bushes and some trees, and I couldn't really get to the other side to, to wash it. So got it all washed down. I've uh, attempted a polish on the front. I had bought a a cordless <clears throat> polisher and did the front cap. Didn't turn out very well because the polisher just sucked. I returned it back to Amazon and got me a corded one um, with a little bit more uh, speed on it. So as soon as I get uh, the roof done, I'm going to get back onto the, the sides and we're going to get it all compounded, get all the oxidation off the sides, get it polished up nice and shiny, and then we're going to put some nice ceramic coated wax on there. <sighs> Man, so many things, but it's going to be fantastic when we get on the road. It's going to be a lot cleaner. It's going to repel bugs and, and road grime and all that stuff better because of the sealant and the wax and the ceramic. And it's gonna, just going to look brand new again. Well, with all that happening, when I moved the trailer, I must have disturbed some sort of uh, ant mound in the ground. And I've got, I'm still kind of battling it. I think I might have it under control. I'll find out in the morning, but I've had an ant problem big time. And if you follow me on Instagram, you can see some of the the pictures in a video that I took of uh, some ants inside one of my LED lights that uh, was pretty disturbing and pretty <laughs> pretty creepy and that's why I feel like things are crawling all over me right now because I've had a serious ant problem with, in, inside the trailer. So I got in here, I sprayed all the exterior windows and all the exterior stuff on the roof, any any place where I thought ants could penetrate you know through the sealant and, and seals and those type things, I, I sprayed ant roach uh, spray on all those places um, along the, the walls and the seams and all these different things came back in uh, the next day and just dead ants everywhere all over the mattress all over the in the bottom of the bathroom the bottom of the the bathtub all over the place so I came in here with a vacuum I got everything vacuumed up I went and got some bug bombs and I, I let off one bug bomb in here you're supposed to let it off and then you're supposed to not you know enter the trailer for like two hours let all the fumes go down. I came back in, more dead ants everywhere. I came back in, vacuumed up again. Um, and before I did the bug bomb, I noticed that all those ants were inside that light. And I said, holy shit, I got to go get a bug bomb and just bomb the entire fucking trailer in here because whatever I sprayed did not take care of, of the infestation of ants that are in this thing. So I did the bug bomb. It seemed to, to kill a lot more of the ants, and it looked like all the ants were dead inside the inside the LED light housing. Um, I went and got something to eat, you know, stayed out for a couple more hours, came back, <clears throat> and there was a, not, you know, half the amount, maybe a third of the amount of ants crawling around this same LED light again. So I said, you know what, 
I'm going to get up there. I took my vacuum. I got up there. I undid the, the LED light, had the vacuum right there, sucked out all the dead ants and some of the live ants while I unscrewed it. Got all the ants away. Took my, uh, my Terra ant killer spray, sprayed all around that one light because all the other lights, it doesn't look like there's any ants in them. So it's just that one lighting uh, situation up there. Sprayed it, put the cap back on it. Um, went away for a couple hours again, came back. I don't see any more activity in that light. So I think it's doing what I wanted it to do thus far. I'm going to go away for the evening, of course, come back in the morning, see what's happening. If there's more activity still going on, I'm going to let off a second bomb. And we'll go from there. I've got three bombs. I've got spray. I've got some ant baits that I put uh, underneath. They're on top of both tires because what I, from what I understand, the ants come in from ground contact. So anything that's contacting the ground, whether it be your leveling jacks, whether it be your, your tongue jack, whether it be your tires, um, even the power cord that comes up you know, from the ground and into the trailer, uh, water hose that runs along the ground and comes up and into the trailer, any points of contact with the ground that, that come up to the trailer is a way that ants can, can crawl up and infiltrate and, and find ways in. And of course, you know, you want to keep a clean house, right? You don't want to have open potato chip bags and food laying around and stuff in your trash can. You want to make sure you, you keep everything out. Um, so that's the plan right now, guys. I've had, oh, I'm just busting my ass on the trailer because as soon as I'm done with this AdSat program at the end of August, I'm out of here. And even before then, I'm going to take some short trips up. Uh, I've got a trip planned up to Tennessee to see my buddy Slayton Johnson. We're going to do some whitewater rafting, maybe some zip lining, and just have a good time up there. And then um, I've got some stuff up in North Carolina I want to do, maybe going up to St. Louis, see a buddy of mine. Um, I might save that for when I actually get on the road road. So that's what's happening with the trailer. Uh, we're getting it back, spick and span, ready to roll. And get the fuck out of here. What else? Alright, I guess we're going to talk about uh, Cutie Pie. So, Cutie Pie is my latest love. She is not a replacement for Leia. Nobody could replace Leia. Leia was a special, special, special dog. And, um... Whew, man. And she, she's hard to beat. Uh, Cutie Pie is doing a, a pretty good job. She's... Um, uh, taking a quite a bit of time to, to train. Uh, we're a little bit over two weeks in. I went and saw, <clears throat> I went to the Charleston Animal Society. I saw Cutie Pie on the 24th of June. It was on a Saturday. I drove out there and I'd been there a couple, a couple times prior to that, but I just wasn't ready yet. And I, and I didn't really see any dog that quite, kind of spoke to me uh, the couple times I went over there. Also went to the Dorchester Paws here in Somerville, and um, uh, I wasn't real happy with the operation over there, and I, and I didn't see any dogs that, that really spoke to me either. You know, Leia spoke to me. Leia really spoke to me when I when I got Leia. So finally went back to Charleston Animal Society again, and I'd seen uh, a, a couple dogs on their website that I wanted to go visit and, and check out. They seemed interesting to me, so. Uh, this particular day, June 24th, that Saturday, I went up and, and I met with uh, Cutie Pie. And I saw her. She reminded me of, uh, a ton of Leia. Uh, just her demeanor, her personality. Uh, she didn't bark. She didn't make any noises. She didn't jump up on the cage. She just sat there. 
looked at me real sweet, um, real slow to, to come up to the cage, just a real nice, calm demeanor. I, I went and got one of the workers and I said, hey, I'd like to spend some time with Cutie Pie if you don't mind. She said, yeah, we can do that. I don't have any interior rooms available, but we can put you in an outside cage to visit. And I said, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. So I went out, fell in love with her immediately. She was the sweetest dog. She was uh, hugged and kissed me and, and, and got on my lap and just was, wasn't jumping and wasn't uh, aggressive, wasn't barking, just exactly like Leah, the same personality, the same demeanor, the same calmness, um, the same zen that I was looking for. And she just spoke to me and I said, man, this might be the dog for me. And then a couple of the behavioral uh, specialists came out and talked to me about her and said, yeah, don't let her fool you. She, she can get a little rambunctious. And she had been here, she had been there once and an older lady had adopted her and took her home. She brought her back three weeks later. She had a Chihuahua, I think, as well. And Cutie Pie was just too rambunctious. She couldn't control her. Uh, she was too strong for her. She kept, uh, you know, pouncing and, and messing around with the Chihuahua and terrorizing the Chihuahua. And just nothing like what this dog was presenting to me. But they said, again, don't let her fool you. She, she can get rowdy. And she can be a, a little bit of a bully. And, um, you know, they had like a behavioral waiver on her, I think, or something. And, uh, you know, asked me if I had any dogs at the house. And, of course, I'm, I'm in and out of my parents' house, you know, here in the trailer in my parents' house while I'm st stuck here in South Carolina. And they have two dogs, an elderly dog and then a, a five-year-old dog. One's real tiny, one's kind of big. And I said, well, I think they'll be okay. I think we can handle it. We can, we can work it out. So I was really set on getting her. And then that night I went to sleep. <clears throat> Where I was going to sleep and I was laying in bed and I was like, man, you know what? I just, I don't know if I'm ready. The trailer's not ready. We can't even get on the road. I can't even get out of the state right now. Um, the trailer's not even really ready to just to do short trips here within the state of South Carolina. I've got all these monetary issues with the, this whole DUI thing, all this money I'm putting out. I had a whole bunch of money I had to put out for Leah with her cancer treatments and just uh, money was kind of a, a, a slight issue. And um, I talked myself out of it that night, that Saturday evening. I said, man, nah, you don't need that dog. So I decided I wasn't going to go back and get her the next day, which was the original plan. So I decided no, and, and the, the entire day went by Sunday, and I said, you know what? I think you made a good decision. I think it would be too much for your parents, even though I asked my mom and dad, if I was to get another dog, would you would y'all be okay with it until I could get out of here? And they said, yes, absolutely, we could do it. And um, sorry, I'm, it's a little... A little toast in here, like I said. It's cooling down now, but so I said, okay, guys. Well, you know, I don't think I'm ready, so don't worry about it. But if I do, you know, I've got you guys' blessing, right? And they said, yeah, okay. So Sunday goes by. I'm uh, doing my my morning routine Monday morning at uh, Bigby Coffee. I go over there every morning and get a coffee, and I hang out with some people on the inside. Um, uh, sometimes I meet some people up there, what have you. Um, I was up there and I was on Facebook and I noticed that the Charleston Animal Society was doing a live Facebook feed at 1230 that day. And I said, you know, I'm going to sit up here at the coffee shop until that live feed is over. And I, I just want to see, you know, what they're doing and what kind of dogs they got to offer and, and what the whole live feed thing is. I've never seen them do the live feed before, so I wanted to check it out. So 
I'm watching the live feed and they're kind of going around from cage to cage and you know, hey, this is uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or whatever. This is, uh, I don't know, Teddy Roosevelt, you know, all these fun names they got for these dogs. <laughs> and they're going around cage to cage. And then all of a sudden they get around the cutie pies cage. Cutie pies looks all clean. She's got this nice little bandana on. And then they say, cutie pie is one of our featured dogs today. And we're going to take her out and about. We're going to feature her uh, along with a couple other dogs. So they take her out of the cage. She looks all cute. And I said, God damn it. You know what? Somebody's going to get this freaking dog because she is a cutie pie and she is a fantastic dog. And now they're, they're for, you know, they're showcasing her, making her, uh, this, this fantastic dog and somebody's going to go get her. I closed my lap, this laptop, this iPad right here. I closed it immediately. I jumped, I ran to my truck. I jumped in it, started it up and I hauled ass speed limit, by the way, hauled ass over to the Charleston animal society to go get cutie pie. I said, this is a sign that I need to go get her. I get to the Charleston Animal Society. This was on the 26th, so two days later, on a Monday. I get there, I walk in, I know right where her cage is. I, I, I bolt straight to her cage. When I get to the cage, there's a, a, a young girl and her mother sitting in front of the cage and they, they got some books there and it looks like they're reading some books in front of Cutie Pie's cage. I don't disturb them. I kind of peek around the corner and look into the cage and I see Cutie Pie sitting in the back of the cage laying on her raised bed just nice and sweet like she was uh, two days before i say okay she's there but are these people here to get her i i walked very fastly briskly excuse me over to um one of the workers there one of the technicians and said hey i'm here to adopt cutie pie and it looks like there's some people sitting in front of her cage i'm not sure if they're here to adopt or not but i'm telling you i'm ready i want to adopt Oh, I might have hit the mic. I want to adopt this this cutie pie. Okay, all right. Well, let's. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing over there. I don't know who you're talking about, but I'll, I'll go check it out and see what the deal is, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll get it all worked out for you if we can. So he he goes away for a minute, comes back, and says, "No, they're just uh, we 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 do a summer reading program here with the schools, and they're just here reading to the dogs." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet, and it's good for the kids. It's good for the parents. It's good for the dogs. It's good for everybody." That's, that's an excellent idea, and it's excellent that Cutie Pie is, is available. So I'm telling you right now, I'm adopting her. You go get the paperwork ready. We're doing it right now. So he went and got the paperwork, <clears throat> came back over to me. Cheers, guys. And, um, and then also began to tell me, and I, and I knew this, I'd seen this on their Instagram post, that the Joy Law Firm <clears throat> had donated, I guess, a thousand bucks. The adoption fee is normally a hundred bucks for for any dog, I guess, a year and older. I think is what it is. I'm not absolutely positive, but so he says, guess what? The Joy Law Firm had donated a thousand bucks to to give away a hundred dogs for free. You know, to to waive the adoption fees. We still have fifteen of those slots left. <clears throat> And uh, guess what? You'll be getting this dog for free. No fees whatsoever. Uh, the dogs are, are vaccinated. They've, they've been treated or tested for heartworm. They've, uh, any other ailments they've had, they've been treated for and, and, and they give you medicine to take home if they're still under treatment. Uh, they've been microchipped. They've been spayed or neutered. All the stuff has been taken care of. I mean, they're, they're perfectly healthy, all up to date on everything. Um, <clears throat> Cutie Pie actually had 
Uh, I think it was hookworms. They had treated her for that. That was all taken care of. She was off of the medication. She also had had kennel cough, which is uh, just an upper respiratory infection in the, in the lungs. She had been treated for that and had recently come off of the medication for that. So they said she should be good for that. She was uh, also being treated for a UTI. They think it was possibly because of the spaying. Sometimes that creates a UTI. So they had treated her for that. And they said she should be done with the UTI. No more medication needed for that. Um, because of the anxiety that all these dogs have in, in, the, in the animal society or any of the shelters, they, uh, man, I can't remember the damn name of the, the medication now, but it's like a Zoloft. It's, it's an anti-anxiety medicine. Um, Toxic, toxic something or Toxaville, Toxanol. I don't know what the hell the name of it is, but some kind of anti-anxiety medicine that pretty much all the dogs are on. Some of them are on a higher dose than others because they're just uh, behavioral problems like they said Cutie had. So they said, we're going to give you two weeks of that to take home with you. That'll help you transition her into a new place. And, you know, it's going to be anxiety, depression, whatever happens with a, a new dog when they go home with their with their new family. So I said, great, it's 100% free. I get free medicine. Uh, if you get them to the vet within 10 days and they and the vet finds something wrong with them and they want them to be treated, uh, you can still go back to the Animal Society and they'll help you treat them for free, you know, give you the medication for it with that, without you having to pay for that out of your pocket. So that was a nice uh, thing that they do as well. Uh, they also give you 30 days to uh, return the animal if if things just don't work out for whatever reason you know just like the lady had done prior to me getting cutie pie so i said you don't have to worry about that you know when i adopt the dog it's it's, it's done uh she's part of my family and, and i'm not giving her up i wouldn't give up my kids i'm not giving up uh the dog either so don't worry about that and uh the rest is kind of history i got her home i started looking um they were absolutely correct she was hellacious to begin with, with uh, the two dogs that my parents have. It was causing me anxiety. It was causing my parents anxiety. It was causing all the dogs anxiety. It was a big mess. Anytime we left the house, the dog is a complete angel. Still is. Uh, doesn't jump on anybody. Doesn't bark at anybody. Doesn't whine. Doesn't uh, snarl. Doesn't, uh, doesn't growl. Nothing. Um, she's probably met 200 people so far over the past two weeks, you know, 10 people a day. The very first day I got her, I took her to Action on Wine over in Whitehall and we listened to some live music. We sat outside, probably 25 people she met that first day she came home. Perfect. Um, she sits, she lays down. Um, I started looking at some, some trainers because I wanted to make sure that I could get her trained to not be, she's not aggressive toward my parents' dogs. Um, she just she's rambunctious. She just wants to play and she's a little bit of a bully. She plays a little bit rougher than she should uh, Especially with the, the 15 year old uh, miniature uh, Snoodle that my parents have 15 pound dog or whatever uh, The other dog is a, a labradoodle. He's about 90 pounds and he's pretty big She still kind of manhandles him a little bit, <laughs> but he's a little bit of a, a pussy anyway, so and I shouldn't have said that. I hate when people call people pussies or, you know, what do you have? You know, get the sand out of your vagina or any other thing saying that, that women are weaker than, than men. I hate that. So I, I apologize for saying that. But he's kind of a, a wimp, I guess. Maybe you should say that. 
So anyways, I started looking at some trainers and uh, realized that they're very expensive. So I said, you know what? YouTube, I've done everything in my life since YouTube has come, come available through YouTube, whether it be fixing a car, whether it be working on my RV, whether it be boating, canoeing, sewing, I don't know, you name it. I've gone on YouTube and found a way to do it. This podcast, how to put audio and video together, anything you can think of, I use YouTube. So I said, you know what? There's tons of free videos out there on YouTube for dog training. I'm gonna train this dog myself. And I think I've done a fairly good job. And I know time is just a factor too. You know, the, a couple of the trainers I even talked to said, well, it takes a good two weeks for a new dog to acclimate to its new environment anyway. So Monday, this past Monday was two weeks. So I think the two weeks helped for sure, but I'm doing some extensive uh, training. She was already very well-trained on a leash. And I think they do a good job there at the Animal Society doing that because they take them in and out of the cages very often inside, outside to meet people, what have you. And, and they, do some pretty good heel leash training so that was already kind of done i think they do some sit training as well so she had a pretty good base going on i just really had to to work on the the rambunctiousness and uh you know some stay and some some lay down and some weight and um some different things i just uh started training her recently to get in my canoe i want to get her out on the water and, and do some canoeing with her some kayaking so anyway, what am I saying? Uh, Cutie Pie is is giving Leia a good run for her money and uh, a real similar. I feel like Leia actually sent her to me, sent Cutie Pie to me. I really, I really feel like Leia's energy has transferred into Cutie. And um, yeah, she was sent to me that energy uh from from my dog sophie that died before i got leia and, and now leia i think all all those energies have has transpired in, into cutie pie and it just keeps it just keeps continuing it's, it's never ending that energy just continues to flow forever and um she has really she has really brought back a spark in my life because i was i was pretty down you know, when, when I had to, to put Leia to sleep. So she has really filled a hole that was was there. And I'm very grateful for the Charleston Animal Society for the work that they do. And uh, I wish I could take all those dogs home. Not the cats, but <laughs> all the dogs. I wish I could take all the dogs home with me or find them a home or something or foster them. But I just, I don't have the space uh, for it. But anyway, that's enough. Uh, we're an hour in. That's about all I wanted to do today. So we're, we're right on time. Um, I take her to the coffee shop every single morning. She gets a pup cup. Uh, she got a new bandana from Bigby Coffee. Uh, I've taken her to Coastal Coffee Roasters as well. Bigby's a lot more convenient for me and a little bit better outside, I think. Uh, a little more convenient. But uh, she gets a pup cup every morning. I bring her bones and some different things. And people come by and just pet her and say how great she is and how well behaved she is. And how that they've noticed a difference since I first brought her up there to now. How well I've uh, been training her and how well she's doing. And they uh, gave her a bandana a couple of days ago that says, you know, has a, a big B on the back of it for a big B coffee. 
and uh, she's kind of become their new mascot up there. So uh, she goes to Dog and Duck with me. She's been to Swig and Swine. She's been to Axon on Wine. Uh, we've gone to three different state parks so far. Uh, what else? She's been to the boat landing a couple times up there in Oak Brook, uh, trying to get her used to some water. Because, like I said, I want to get her in the canoe and take her out uh, on the Ashley River out there. And tomorrow, we got a big, big, big day. Uh, tomorrow's going to be the longest we're going to be out together, I think. So i got to do some planning and make sure I bring enough, all the supplies that, that we need. But we're going to start off by uh, my old roommate, Tommy, Tom, Tomas, um, uh, musician, great guy. He's, he's been working at the wine bar, Action on Wine, three different locations now forever. I mean, for like eight years, I think, uh, somewhere around there. Started off at Axon on Wine there in downtown Somerville. Went to the newest, newer location at Axon on Wine, Whitehall, that my buddy uh, Scotty Oliver and Jess um, own and run down there. And then a new location off of uh, uh, Point Something Road over near Mount Pleasant opened up here recently. And uh, Tommy went over there to, to kind of run that store. So he was a big lover of Leia. You know, we, we lived together uh, when Leia was there. And uh, he loved her just as much as I did. And he was sad to see her go. So he hasn't met the new puppy yet, uh, Cutie Pie. So I'm going to take her over there to see him tomorrow. And then since we're over that direction, or it's on the way, we're also going to see um, a great musician called Pierce Edens out at All and All Green. They're doing a special Friday show. It's normally on Wednesdays. They're doing a special Friday so show tomorrow night at the, at the Barn Jam out there at All and All Green. So we're going to hit Accent on Wine at five-ish or so, hang out. They got a nice outside area. Let her meet Tommy and whoever else wants to meet her. We'll probably eat some cheese and some meats. And then we're gonna get in the car and go out to All and Dog Green. It's dog friendly out there. It's all outside. And we're gonna hang out out there and listen to some some live music. And there's gonna be some friends of mine out there as well that, that we'll meet up with and, and have a good time. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna have a big day. We're gonna be gone for uh, at least six to seven hours tomorrow together listening to live music and hanging out and meeting lots of people so she's a very social dog and everybody loves her you know i used to have this saying everybody loves leia you know kind of like everybody loves raymond if you remember that tv show and uh now everybody loves cutie pie and, and her name fits everybody comes up and says what's your name and i say cutie pie and they say oh that's amazing that's wonderful that fits her so well she does she is a cutie pie and i'm like yeah exactly it fits so Anyway, guys, that is it. That is all the notes I had written down. We talked about, uh, let's recap here. We talked about uh, the music up front, George Clinton, uh, Man's Best Friend. We did a video montage of Cutie Pie. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a fantastic. It came out really well. Um, I used iMovie to put that together, by the way. Uh, gave you a DUI or a DUAC update on, on me and uh, the RV and, and getting back on the road and getting back to some travels, uh, some RV craft conversation travels. And we talked about the cost of a DUI. We talked about cutie pie, all the roof stuff, the RV, the ants. I think we said it all. And I think it's time to get out of here, go put this video together and get it out for you guys so you can enjoy it tomorrow on your Friday. Real nice talking to you people again. I love all you guys. Thank you for checking in. If you watch this video, please like, share, subscribe. Let other people enjoy it.
and um, comment. You know, let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, all the all the places. You can check this podcast out anywhere that podcasts are found. I like for people to look at it on YouTube because I I take the time to put a video together. So I'd like you to watch and listen to it on YouTube if at all possible. Please subscribe, like, share, hit the notification button, all those things that helps the algorithms. Blah blah blah. You hear all that all the time with everybody's stuff. So okay, that's it. What do I always say? Uh, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Talk to you soon. Love you.